0: An episode where we look at issue number 82 of Climate Matters. I'm Lindsay Wood. I'm the director of climate strategy company Resilience Limited. And Climate Matters is brought to you by Fresh FM, the top of the South's community access radio station. Fresh FM broadcasts in Blenheim on 88.9 to Eastern Golden Bay on 95.0 to the Nelson CBD on 107.2 and across the Nelson Tasman region on 104.8. It's also streamed to the planet on freshfm.net and podcasts of Climate Matters and of other locally produced shows are available through freshfm.net and on the accessmedia.nz app. Well, today, Climate Matters number 82, happens to be on Climate Matters' fourth birthday. The first episode came out on the 3rd of September 2018. And this time we're going to look at a a little bit of a birthday wish, the Tita'u'ihu intergenerational strategy. We're going to look at a time warp and take one particular feature that came out from Climate Matters 1, and that's virtual views for aircraft efficiency. Uh, and a little item called when bad news is good news reporting on President Emmanuel Macron and uh, the old question, has Ford really finally discovered responsibility? Yeah, right. And also, finally, we should better value the scouts charting the territory ahead. Also, there will be a hot tip as before and I think we've also got a another brain teaser for you as well. So let's get into Climate Matters number eighty-two. As I said, it came out on the third of September 2022, which was Climate Matter's fourth birthday. So apart from singing happy birthday to Climate Matters, here is the brain teaser for you. And the question is what climate terms do these abbreviations stand for? So, abbreviation 1 is GHG, then there's CO2, then GWP, then SLR, and then HBDCM. And I have to say, the last one is a trick question. So here they are again GHG, CO2, GWP, SLR, and the trick question HBDCM. So here's how I introduced Climate Matters number 82. Let's heed Macron and set our compasses towards good living in a less abundant future. The less abundant will become clear when I get onto that item. Like compulsive binge eaters, there's lots we can let go of and we'll be the better for it. But nobody else can do it for us. So anyway, let's get on to the fourth birthday wish for Climate Matters. And the wish is that as a nation, we take to heart the inspirational concept pono, being good ancestors, that is underpinning the Te Tau intergenerational strategy that was developed by Wakatu and the Iwi of the top of the South Island, that is Te It's an inspirational document in many ways, hugely widely consulted across Nelson, Marlborough and Tasman. I think 30,000 people engaged with it and it uh, encompasses a whole raft of things and has an amazing time frame, I think, of 500 year span that it looks at. So eat your heart out, government planning. And here's a quote from the start of it. The Titao who intergenerational strategy is the start of the design of the future we want. That's a humble yet profound statement when you think about it. It's looking at the future. It's It's the product of a lot of consultation, as I've just said. And yet it is humble enough to say it is the start of the design of the future we want. In other words, it's just getting the ball rolling. There's a whole lot more to come. It's not making out it's more than it is, but it is very significant. Now, I mentioned that we would, just out of interest, go back to one of the features that was in Climate Matters Number 1. And I've done a quick tally since the first episode. There have been some 500 what I call articles in Climate Matters, that is the paragraphs, the very condensed information. And here's the very second one, and it was in Climate Matters number one, and it was called Virtual Views for Aircraft Efficiency. I had just flown at that stage from Auckland to Hamburg in Germany via Emirates. And their in-flight information reported as a climate change innovation replacing the windows in a plane with LCD screens that were fed by live external cameras. And you have to think, why on earth would they do that? Well, it's essentially to save weight and therefore travel time and also fuel. And according to the in-flight information, an astonishing 30% of a plane's weight is due to the windows and the structure to frame them. Now, I suspect that 30% is on a plane's fuselage, but I may be wrong. That's still an incredible amount. So how would you like the idea of flying in a plane with uh, the LCD screens instead of windows? It gets a little bit of getting my head around it, but on the other hand, when you think a long-haul flight, you spend half your time in darkness anyway, and the other half, maybe you'd get a better view, I don't know. Okay, getting on to the next one. When is bad news good news? And it is when it drags the wool from our eyes. At last, a leader with the guts to tell us what we need to know, President Emmanuel Macron, in his end of abundance speech, has gifted the world a desperately needed touchstone to frame the challenge ahead. Let's roll our sleeves up and face that challenge of navigating to a fulfilling society that flourishes with far less energy and stuff than we currently think we need. And here's an actual extract from a quote of President Macron, obviously a translation into English. What we are currently living through is a kind of major tipping point or a great upheaval. We are living the end of what could have seemed an era of abundance. The end of the abundance of products, of technologies that seemed always available, The end of the abundance of land and materials, including water. That's a very serious statement from a very serious person. We should try to get our head around that. What we are currently living through is a kind of major tipping point or a great upheaval. We are living the end of what could have seemed an era of abundance. The end of the abundance of products, of technologies that seemed always available, the end of the abundance of the land and materials, including water. Now, moving on to one of the organizations that's not helping the loss of abundance. Has Ford finally discovered responsibility? Yeah, right. In the BBC's The Engineers, The Future of Cars, and it was broadcast on Radio New Zealand on the 30th of August, Linda Zhang, who is the chief engineer for Ford's F-150 electric ute, sugar-coated yet another pill, stressing Ford's, quote, mining responsibly, close quotes, was important to them, but offering little clue what that really meant who claims the F-150, quotes, causes 64% less harm to the planet, has a life cycle cost a fraction of internal combustion engines, and sells itself, quotes, in two minutes. Ford actually closed their pre-orders at 200,000, although the model's not out yet. But those comments invite comment from us. If so a truly responsible firm would have launched the f150 years ago and if if you recall that my writing about the um, the groundswell tractor protest about a year ago it made the point that they should be protesting the vehicle companies and federated farmers themselves not the government legislation to try and reduce our emissions then you will recall that i had something to say about Ford and about Toyota and others then. Still, get the F-150 here as soon as possible and stop bringing in internal combustion engine models. We have to stop that suicidal nonsense. I'll give a link to the BBC program where that was. And then here's a quote uh, from scientist Anna Benny. People are still investing in dairy farms and they will not pay back in the next 7 to 10 years. And she is talking, um, a quoted in a, a Stuff article called Fonterra faces a non-dairy future. Now let's get on to the wonderful people that are scouting out the territory ahead. We should better value the fantastic scouts charting the territory ahead. And here's a few examples. When business commentator Rod Oram signalled the merits of factory grown protein food, he got pushback. When Kate Rayworth promoted donut economics reflecting planetary boundaries, she got pushback. Even Climate Matters 79 got pushback, reporting on Regenesis, George Monbiot's new book on food, and including references to precision fermentation. But the French president now signals planetary boundaries at tipping points and Stuff reports even dairy giant Fonterra is now exploring factory-grown products made from precision fermentation. Finally, a quote with some good news. Tax exemption for employer-funded public transport. And it's in Newsroom, we'll give you a link to that. Now, the hot tip is, in one sense, out of date. In another sense, it still has inherent truth to it because the hot tip was vote for a climate-savvy council. And here were some uh, comparisons that we wanted more of and less of, and they still hold true even if the elections are over. More science and less dogma. More youth and less age. More innovation and less business as usual. More diversity and less status quo. More future and less past. More vision and less myopia. And now before uh, I wrap up, I'm going to give you the answer to the, the riddle today or the brain teaser. What did these abbreviations stand for? GHG is short for greenhouse gas. CO2 is short for carbon dioxide. GWP is short for global warming potential, which is a device for comparing the warming impacts of different gases with that of carbon dioxide. SLR is sea level rise. And HBDCM, the trick question is, happy birthday, dear climate matters. So on that note, I'm going to bid you farewell. Thank you for your company. And I hope that we actually enjoy it again next week. Kia kaha for the climate.